Entrepreneur Byte Podcast with your host, Sarah Peel. This podcast is where we discuss all topics related to entrepreneurship, business, and starting up. This is the fourth episode. So, I want to thank everyone who has been listening and supporting the show. It's much appreciated. Um, I know, obviously, in the start, it's going to kind of be a little bit all over the place, maybe not best, but we're going to work with it and rock with it. So, on today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about something slightly off-topic, but kind of plays into this whole realm, which is how can you find a real way to make money from home? Um, since I started this podcast, as you know, I went a little bit into my backstory on how I became a business owner and entrepreneur, as well as needing venture capital or anything along those lines in starting and if it's even possible to actually make a living online, which if you've listened to the previous episodes, you know that I have confirmed those are all very true. Um, and venture capital isn't needed. You can go back to listen to those episodes if you want to find out more. But for this one, I kind of wanted to highlight and talk specifically about where can you find a way to make money online? Because there was a lot of confusion between the two, especially with the topic of being a business owner versus actually having a job. So let's go a little bit about into the, the difference between the two. One is obviously working from home. So much like you would do working in a home outside the home, you would be an employer or employee of an employer. So um, companies like Amazon hire customer service agents, Xbox does. Um, a lot of times they will use basically companies that have their own group of people they hire on and they will work for those clients. Um, if you're aware of Arise, that is a great example of that, except in those cases you really do more or less become your own boss or you can join a corporation already within it. Um, I wouldn't suggest that being the first thing you do if you're looking for a way to have a job at home. But it's a good example. Um, Arise is another company where you would be a true employee. And there are several others. Um, if you go on ratrecerebellion.com, they have a whole list of different types of employers, companies that hire people at home and different types of jobs. It's a great resource I like to tell people to look to. Um, so that's for people who are looking for a job basically a job, not a job that they own or run or a company that they own or run because of some confusion on that. Now, to get back more into the topic of this actual podcast, um, that would be creating your own company, launching it, starting your own business, maybe being a sole entrepreneur, or having dreams of actually having a big company you build up from the ground. How can you go ahead and get started with those things? That's all really good questions and something that needs to be looked into. Um, my first tip would obviously be, what is it you're looking to get into? What field? A lot of times, I think people, they kind of have a closed um, mind scope on what working at home is like and what kind of jobs you can do. I don't think they realize that it really is the world is your own apple. You can kind of create what you want to do. You don't have to wait for that job to exist. If that isn't one already that does it, you can kind of go ahead and get started doing it. So I think really it should come down to knowing what you want to do first. If your content will be in a customer service um, agent or support agent, that is great. There are tons of options out there for you. But if you're looking for, like, oh, you have a passion of social media, social media management, maybe you want to help advertise for companies, um, you maybe want to proofread, maybe you want to be an editor, maybe you want to be a podcast host, maybe you want to have a YouTube channel, maybe you want to consult, maybe you want to offer some kind of service that you don't think there's enough of or you haven't seen yet, you want to kind of pioneer it. Those are all things you could still do working at home. So chances are you're going to have to actually go ahead and create that on your own. You're not going to really find many companies who are going to hire those people or are looking for them. You kind of have to create that niche yourself. 
So once you kind of figure out what you want to do and what kind of industry and business you're looking to get into, next thing is obviously research. Research, research, research. It can't be done enough. Now, I do think there comes a point in time where too much research can be a bad thing. Uh, just because it can scare a lot of people off or delay it. Because I really think once you get in the heat of the moment and you're really passionate and excited and ready to go for it, you really should go ahead and just make the leap. Jump for it. Reach for the stars. If you keep waiting and say, oh, well, tomorrow's a better day or next month is a better month or next year, you're going to kind of scare yourself out of it. And you're going to kind of lose that eagerness and desire and you probably will end up scaring yourself out of the idea so you really do need to kind of work fast if you're going to get started in this because it's a very fast moving pace and then also it kind of helps keep you on your own toes you can't be indecisive or um a procrastinator because nothing will get done and i'm speaking about this from my own um experiences as you mentioned as i mentioned previously before i used to be a freelance writer and um that was great and all i enjoyed it was it my passion? No. And it showed. I think it definitely showed in the sense that I wasn't all that eager to look for more clients. I didn't really know how to market myself because I didn't really have the passion. And sometimes, oh, I would do this tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And that's not really a good way because you're going to eventually fall out of it, get scared off, not go for it. So you really need to make sure you reach for the start and you go fast and take action steps towards your actual goal. So after planning and researching, I think the third thing you need to remember to do is make deadlines. Set deadlines for when you want to start, what you want to do, have goals, have targets, make those make those written down, make them announce whatever you have to do to motivate yourself. Because if you don't motivate yourself, you're not going to get anywhere, obviously. So you want to make sure you have it. Case in point, when I launched this podcast, I knew that if I kept doing research and not set a date, I wouldn't ever actually do it. I would never go ahead and publish the first episode, launch it. That's not what I wanted. I knew I wanted to make this actually happen. So I set a deadline for two weeks in advance because that was a goal to work towards. I had things I knew I needed to get done beforehand to make sure that it would go smooth. And that's what I did. I set that day and I went and worked for it. And since then, it's been going good. Um, obviously, as you can see, this is the fourth episode. So if that doesn't tell you that I've actually been actively working because I had deadlines, then that would, I wouldn't have be here where I am today. So deadlines are important and goals. Um, if you need help with that, you can always do research, go on um forums, ask people what they think, and then also find a date that you're comfortable with. If you think two weeks is too short, push it maybe for a month. If you think two weeks is too long, push it for maybe next week or a week and a half. Set a date that you're comfortable with so you know that you're going to actually work towards it and one day you feel like, okay, this is doable. I can attain this because that's another thing. You want everything to be attainable. And this is even true if you're going to try to work for somebody else. You want to set dates that are attainable for you to get that job. If you set anything too close, you're not going to achieve it. You're going to get bored and mad and you're going to give up. If you set too far in advance, you're probably not going to actually do it while the time comes because you won't be taking the steps and doing the necessary actions to get towards that goal. So that's why it's kind of important to have a middle ground deadline for you that you're comfortable with, that you know that you can work towards and is attainable. Because without that, you're pretty much doing nothing other than dreaming. You're not actually going forward. Um, besides that, I think another thing that people need to realize is check out competition. And this is kind of good along with their whole research thing. You know, find out what other people who are doing that kind of work similar to what you want to do. Find out what they're doing. See what they're offering. Think, okay, I like what this person's doing, but what can I do better? How can I take it and 
angle it in a way that it works better in my favor and gives me a marketing edge and the difference to set myself aside. Because if you have a million companies doing the exact same thing, you don't have a competitive edge. Why is somebody going to choose you over somebody else? So you need to find a way to find a way to make yourself more attractive to those potential clients. So they'll say, okay, I like this person. I like either their experience. I like how they're going to tackle this plan. I like their ideas. I like their price payments. I like the commitment. Anything along those lines that you can take and do better because that's what business is all about. Taking is what already is out there and making it better and bigger for people and clients who want to buy your service because otherwise it won't do you any good and it won't set you aside and you probably will have a harder time finding clients. Um, Example, when I did Freelance Friday, I tried to angle by having a specialty niche within technology, and that seemed to work to a certain degree. Of course, I'll be honest, that's probably not the best um, field writing to get into because it seems like that, that much room, um, not many people are looking for those kind of writers, but it's something else. Um, you could do business uh, if you know, you're going to do writing or something, find out something you're comfortable, you're knowledgeable in, and a way you can make yourself, set yourself aside. You know, let people know, okay, they want to hire you because you specialize in this product or this service that they can't find anywhere else or for that deal or for that expertise or for that experience. You know, find a way to market yourself in a better way. So, you know, maybe spend a couple hours each day looking at competition, write notes, um, take screenshots if you need to, find out what you need to do to set yourself apart and stand out in the future. Besides researching your competition, I would say another thing is... Think about what you need to do to get started, but you're not sure what you want to do. An um, example of this is, you know, a lot of times you can hear a lot of business coaches and consultants and people who are basically in this industry of helping people get started. You know, outsource what you're not comfortable with. Um, I think this is a big thing that's actually a learning lesson that has taken me quite some time to get because uh, I think you'd probably see one of the most common traits within entrepreneurs and business owners is we have a tendency to be a little bit of control freaks. It's okay because that makes us good leaders and that makes us good owners. But at the same time, that can give us issues because we try to do what we probably can't do very well or shouldn't be even trying. And we can mess up in the process of that. Um, case in point, I love web design. But that's not my strong point. I don't have a lot of time as I used to to kind of play around with it. I don't really feel confident in my skills that I can design something perfect. Um, I don't know if I can create my envision and make it something what I envision and make it a reality. So I decided to outsource some of that work. Um, an example of this, I have two ebooks on my MissVirtualRealityBlog.com. Um, one is for Chumpy. And then other is actually for a software that I downloaded and had a hard time removing for a Facebook blocker. Um, and basically what I had to do is, for one, I went ahead and paid someone on Fiverr.com to design my uh, book cover because I was not confident in my skills for that. It was a great cover. It wasn't a great customer experience with that seller. Um, if you do use sites like Fiverr, I will say be super careful about who you use. Make sure they have high ratings have a lot of orders under their belt, and, uh, you know, be willing to shell out a little bit more money up front to get a better service, um, is what I would say in those, but 
I was happy with it um, and I used it. The other one I actually created the cover myself was a free generator and I will say that cover does not do anything nearly as well as the first one. The first one looked a lot better and more professional. Um, so when it came to branding for this podcast, which includes podcast art that you see on like iTunes and Spotify and, and sites like that, I went ahead and said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and pay somebody to create because I'm not going to have time to do it myself, and I don't think I could design anything better than what I could get someone someone else to do who could probably do it ten times better than I, and that's what I did. I paid someone, had a great experience with them, they did a beautiful job, I think it actually looks like me, and I'm pretty confident with what I got, and I'm using it everywhere to help brand, because that's the thing, I'm trying to brand this podcast, so that's a good example. Um, also, I have more ebooks I'm trying to plan and write, and I will be paying an editor, because I don't really trust myself in editing, and I want to make sure that I have fresh eyes of someone who might be a little bit less um, partial to my style of writing, so that's what I'm going to do. So things like that, don't be afraid to outsource, you know. Find out what you have the budget for and what you want to do the least or you don't feel confident and outsource. Great sites like Fiverr.com. I know a lot of people like um, Upwork. I'm not much of a fan of Upwork. I used to uh, work for some or sell my services to their previous site called um, Odesk.com. And I had a lot of bad experiences with that. Um, there's a lot of competition. I think a lot of people are not that great. I know Fiverr is lower tier in terms of pay. But I feel like that you'll have a better chance of finding someone who is good at what they do and does going to be an easier way to find it because they basically kind of have a portfolio up there. So I prefer them over Upwork. But whatever you prefer, you might feel better with it because they use things um, a way to make it easier to pay to protect the seller and the buyer. Uh, things like that, you know, think about what you want, what features you want. Um, but, you know, maybe even look on some freelancer sites um, like type up graphic designers or um, podcast music creators, things along those lines and find out what you're looking for, what's in your budget and what you're willing to pay for. For the uh, other things that you might feel, well, I don't think I'm going to be all that great at, but I could probably do until I get to a point I could actually afford what I'm looking for. You can kind of work on that. Maybe it won't be so great. Maybe you'll take your time with it, but you know, just figure out what you can and want to do and what you can and, and want to outsource because that really makes a difference and makes you running the show a lot smoother and happier and just more positive. And that way you can actually feel confident with what you're putting out there. Um, besides researching and trying to figure out what you want to outsource, um, next thing's obviously marketing. Marketing is a huge thing, and we will go more into marketing in future episodes. I do think it's a very um, topic that needs a lot of depth and being thorough and just thinking about it and what you want to do with it. Um, there's a lot of different levels, and a lot of people will tell you, do A, B, and C, and then somebody say, oh no, do X, Y, and Z. You know, there's a lot of middle ground, and also I think it depends on what you're doing. Um, you know, it is easier in a lot of ways to try to find a job than create one. So again, if it's something you feel like you don't want to risk or you don't really know who to market or how to market, you know, maybe you should kind of think about becoming an employee um, of a company that's already doing what you want to do so you can kind of see how that business is ran and get an idea on how you can take it. Um, but really for those who want to go ahead and dive in and get a head start, you know, think about your marketing plan. Uh, you can look up companies that do marketing services. Be warned, a lot of them are super duper expensive, you know, you that's their business. That's what they're selling to you. Um, you can't hate them on that. You can't. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, do you really want to pay money for that? Um, I know a lot of people will tell you, including myself, that you can still do a lot of good marketing for free. The only thing it's going to take is time 
and some research, which I know you're probably sick of hearing about research in this episode because I'm mentioning a lot, but really without research, a business isn't going to go very far. Um, so, you know, think about what you want to do. Case in point, you know, for this podcast, I knew that, okay, I want to try to get it out there as too many ears as possible, um, but I don't have a lot of budget to pay for some of the fancy or, um, podcast hosts. So one of the first things I decided on was SoundCloud, uh, which is, it's a good site. I'm not going to say it isn't. Um, does it where I get my best marketing? No, but I'm also using sites like YouTube or, um, Obviously, I'm using Anchor.fm, which is a great one because it allows me to host my files and I can push them to multiple platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. So I'm actually quite happy with that. And I am seeing more people listening to my podcast from that service than anything else. So, you know, find out how you can market and get the biggest bang for your buck or even for free. Um, a couple other things. When I used the freelancer, I hosted my own blog on a blogger.com, which I know is a free site, and a lot of people think, eh, you're not going to really get the best experience with that. But don't be underestimated and think that just because something's free, it's not worthwhile, because it can be. It's a great site to get started and kind of feel your way around and see where you want to go with it. And, you know, it doesn't really cost you anything other than time and some thinking um, and writing, obviously. So look and see what free options you have available to you. Another thing that I would say is, Using social media networks. Uh, social media is powerful. That's why you're seeing more and more companies paying for people to help manage it and why they are actually hiring quote unquote influencers to help get their brand out there. The power of word of mouth is more powerful now than it's ever been because they can reach more people in a shorter amount of time and money through the internet. So, you know, use social media, use Twitter, use Instagram, use Snapchat. Um, use any of those kind of things, Facebook, whatever, to help kind of get the word out there and let people know, hey, you know, I'm starting this business, blah, 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 you know, this is what I'm doing, go ahead and put it out there, ask for people to help share it, um, maybe offer some work for free, saying, hey, you know, if you want something done for free, in turn, a, a review and um, a review and sharing of my services, then go ahead and do that, you know, there's tons of ways. Um, another good thing to use is obviously look for companies looking for um, what you're selling. So if it's like a writer, go on Craigslist, apply for jobs that you see. Um, do cold marketing. I would be a little careful with this because now the new laws, especially in Europe, um, with under the EU, as I'm sure you know, there's GDPR, and there's some word uh, coming around that the U.S. probably will kind of have similar laws coming in place. So you want to be kind of careful on how you're going to market through email and such. But it's not a bad idea to kind of get familiar, let's see how it works and build an email list um, and see what you can do with that. You know, it could be a powerful tool and help a way to kind of get your name out in front of people, especially if you're offering a freebie to kind of in turn for them to sign up. So maybe like an ebook, um, a helpful guide, um, a white paper, uh, infographic, something in turn for them to think, okay, I want this, I need this, so I don't mind giving my email just because essentially I'm getting for free and I can always unsubscribe. Of course, a lot of people don't really unsubscribe as you probably have seen, or if you look at your own email box, I'm sure you have plenty of newsletters you signed up for that you actually never unsubscribed from, which you probably want to change that now since I brought it up. But it's a good example of an effective way to market for free and as a way to get your brand and your services out there to as many people as possible. Again, 
the only real investment's going to have is time, time and creativity. And I mean, I think most of us, I can say we can do all that for free. You know, if that means you have to balance out if you're working or going to school, you know, spend a day on your weekend. Um, for me, most of my days spent on my podcast is on Sunday because it's a free day of mine and I can kind of spend that day and lay out a bunch of different episodes and marketing plan. And that's what I do. Um, so it's a good way to kind of set some time aside and know, okay, that is my designated day. And the rest of the week, I can kind of work and chip away at some of the other things I need to do for it. Um, so, you know, time doesn't, you don't need a lot of time. You just need the mindset to go ahead and set aside time, probably the same time every week to just work on and just know that time is meant for that and that alone. Um, and you can get stuff done. Especially if it comes to like marketing plans or um, filming or recording or anything along those lines. So besides all of that, to kind of get back on the topic of if you want to be um, an employee and make money from home or have a real at-home job without having to worry about having your own company, there's a couple more things I want to touch on in this. Um, I think there's a lot of confusion and you're going to see these terms probably used interchangeably when they really shouldn't. And that is the topic of employee versus independent contractor. Um, if you've been looking for work, especially work at home jobs since I would say 2008 or when the economic downturn happened, you're going to notice that a lot of companies are abusing, in my personal opinion, independent contractors. Um, and what I mean by that is it's a way to get people to work for lower wages without having to offer benefits uh, and pay their taxes. It's a cheaper way to get work done. Um, and a lot of companies abuse that because it's cheaper. Uh, and you're going to see a lot of companies are going to want that. There are some who will hire employees, which is great. And that's something that, you know, if that's really what you want, employee, you want benefits, you want that confidence, go ahead and go for that. Look for that. Just know you're going to probably take a lot longer to find that versus an independent contractor. Because essentially being an independent contractor is still having your own business, you just have different clients. You just may not see yourself as a business or take it seriously because you didn't go into it with the mindset of owning a business. I'll probably have a future episode talking about how it really is kind of a business of its own and, and what people should and shouldn't do because I have a lot of experience with being an independent contractor. But with that being said, you know, you need to be aware that that term will be used a lot. Um, a lot of times they will say, oh, you know, you make how much money you put into or however much you decide you want. That's usually a good giveaway. That, okay, this is probably an independent contractor and not an employee or it's a commission only kind of thing. Um, so just be aware of that and know that employment positions from work at home, they're out there. They're few far in between and a whole lot of competition. <laughs> um, independent contractor positions, on the other hand going to be easier to find. You're going to see a lot more of them and there's still going to be a lot of high competition. Don't get me wrong, but probably easier for you to find one of those before you will find employment. And sometimes independent contractor positions do end up becoming employee positions, which are great. That's how I kind of have my current job. Um, but just know that you'll need to be prepared for that. You're going to need to be prepared to see a lot of independent contractor positions before you're going to see employment. Um, you know, if that's a deal breaker, be upfront with a company, say, hey, you didn't say if there's an employer or independent contractor, what is this? So that way you cannot waste your time and they don't have to waste their time either trying to find someone. And also you might look up state laws and um, just do some general research on what is allowed and isn't allowed for independent contractors. Again, I'm not a lawyer and this isn't a legal show, but um, 
personally my personal opinion it is abused and i think people need to be careful about what they do and don't do under the term of independent contractor so they don't waste their time and efforts and be mistreated um so with that being said uh this is talking about how to get a legit job at home um i will eventually maybe have a future episode more about work at home jobs as employees I didn't want to go too much into it in this episode and show because this again is mostly about being a business owner. That's what I specialize in on this podcast. So that's what I really wanted to highlight. But I do want to give warnings to some people. I know a lot of people probably get too mixed up and might listen to the show thinking they're going to get advice or uh, find out some useful info, which I want to be able to provide those to them as well. But again, that's not what the show is about. So until next time, please feel free to subscribe and share, and I will catch you on the next episode.